or Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Am I supposed to say like your 72-hour break is over or something? <laughs> and, well, mine is. Casper's still on his, apparently. At his age, mm-hmm. you can't you can't party like you did when he was fifty nine. That's true. You know, poor poor little fella, got a hold of he me turned, last night. Uh, yeah, he turned uh, sixty on Friday, and the yeah. first thing he did over the weekend was get sick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so he says. I mean, we can't we can't. So you think that maybe turning sixty turned him turned him into a liar? <laughs> or I mean that that's one option. I didn't even I think about so. that. I was I was just going off of the uh, the overall. Um, 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 ninny part, mm-hmm. but uh, the liar's good too. As in, he plays poker. Ninny, 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 like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah sure. So hi, I'm, I'm like you're sixty and I'm not. I'm I'm Nate Shellman. I do the after I do afternoons oh. here, and I uh, sometimes wash windows and take out the garbage. Pleased to meet me. <laughs> good to fill in for you. <laughs> Rick Worthington's out. Casper's mm-hmm. out. You know, Rick. Rick's, so, yeah. Rick. So Debbie's here this morning. Too. Yep. Yep. So we're 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 all pulling double shifts. Mm-hmm. You and I, 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 I had. Friday show and of course more 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 stuff came out. You have a trapdoor memory, um, except for the things you forgot. Mm-hmm. Can you remember a time? I enjoy things I remember. <laughs> Can you remember a time? Yeah, when so many um, politicians, candidates, we'll just say candidates overall, because some are incumbents and one isn't. So d- didn't debate. Oh, you mean the, the ones who. Uh want to get elected, but mm-hmm. don't want to have to prove anything to anybody? Uh, no, I don't. No, Okay. <laughs> so I, I didn't know if there was historical precedent for this <laughs> here. I don't think so. No? There have been a lot of uh, uncontested races mm-hmm. in, in Idaho, uh, but not all of them. And, and usually before the primaries, there are some debates. I... There are definitely supposed to be debates before the general election in November, but there might not be some of those either because people just aren't that interested in it. I don't know if you know this. I know this. Some of these candidates really don't like the their uh, their opponents, or they don't uh, mm-hmm. or they don't respect them. Um, well, a lot of them think that you know what I can tell you in a speech what I want to say. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be peppered with questions and then insulted by somebody else on stage. Right. Or or some feel that they are. Uh, a, a victim of or targeted by certain uh, certain reporters, which sure. you know they, they they very well may be. I mean, I, honestly, I can't. I, I have it, no as idea. It, as it turns out, humans are human. Yeah. Um. I I never actually thought I would. This is stuff you see on TV shows. You mm-hmm. know, the, the 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 political TV shows where somebody would say, "My record isn't debatable." That's that's true. That does sound like something out of a TV show. Yeah, I I I never thought I'd 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 see it, read it like in 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 reality. Mm-hmm. When I saw it, because that came out, that story came out during Friday's show. That yeah, uh, exactly. that that little was uh was not going to uh yeah. going governor going to, governor governor little wasn't going to debate. Um, and now I don't know for certain if the other candidates are going to debate. I know some want to, and and others. Well, if the incumbent's not going to debate, I want to debate the incumbent. He, he says his record's not debatable. I think it's up to the other candidates to prove him wrong on that. Sure. And I think that, I, I, I was going to say, there's seven other people who would probably disagree with that. Yeah, they would. So, And if you disagree with something, that's where the debate comes from. Yeah. And I just, I don't know how much it's going to, I don't know how much it's going to cost him. 
I mean, I, I don't know if he makes this move unless he has some degree of um, insight as to whether or not he needs to debate. We talk about un well, uh, we talk about unaffiliated or gosh non decided voters for about the last two years. I think we've all figured that uh, the people who are going to vote or not vote for Brad Little are going to be basing it on how he handled COVID, right, in the state. Mm-hmm. Some people like it. Some people don't. Some people like the fact that he never put out mandates for everybody. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, they don't like the fact that he shut down bars and restaurants for a while. Yeah, and people didn't, you know, the churches, and, and, and you hear about that, and, and deeming people uh, um, non, uh, non-essential and essential. A lot of mm-hmm. people are, are, aren't happy with those labels, and, and, and that's fine. I mean, go ahead. Answer, answer for it. Yeah. Just, just answer for it. It's, it's really not that painful. If you don't mind any of that stuff, though, I mean, right? You think, well, it's just you know, it, no big deal. It was a health emergency. I just go along with whatever. Uh, if if that's the case, then you probably, if you voted for Brad Little last time, you might do it again this time. On the other hand, if you are somebody who thinks that you know he's botched everything, you'll vote for somebody else. I was shocked when uh, Priscilla Giddings uh, decided to back out of the lieutenant gubernatorial race. So was I. That was that was interesting to me. That was interesting. I um. We can have uh, we can have Debbie tell us more about that. Idaho Representative Priscilla Giddings has backed out of her statewide debate against House Speaker Scott Bedke in the race between the two this year for Idaho Lieutenant Governor, saying she did not want to answer questions from reporters on a panel because she believed they would be biased. Idaho Public Television reports Giddings had previously committed to take part in the debate. However, her campaign then required that panelists be approved beforehand, which has never been permitted for any candidate. Bedke agreed to debate Giddings with no preconditions. Melissa Davlin of Idaho Public Television, the scheduled moderator for the debate, said the Idaho debates cannot hold debates without at least two candidates. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I want to know who's asking me questions. I mean, if it's not a debate, it's a monologue. If, if you want the assumption that everyone is out to get you, just assume. Just mm-hmm. assume it. I mean, it's, she wouldn't be the first politician. And as to, we've said, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean people aren't out to get you. Right. She wouldn't be the first politician to run into uh, a lion's den and expect to, you know, not be gone after. But mm-hmm. that's part of the job. It is. It's part of the job. You sure. know, it's it's probably well, safe to say that there's a number of uh, people in the media pool who may not uh, like well, and, Priscilla and, Giddings. And answering biased questions, you, you have to be a, a little bit skillful to do that. Sure. You know, to uh, talk your way either out of something that seems like they're accusing you or just simply give a right answer like that. You have to be somewhat uh, uh, talented to do it. And mm-hmm. to, to simply pull out because of that reason indicates, okay, I probably couldn't handle that. However, if the concern is that she is going to wind up debating the moderator or the panel instead of the other candidate... Mm-hmm. I could see that. I could see that as a concern because we've we've been still, seeing more and more of that rather than. But it still feels like you have to do that. Sure. You know, you have to be able to negotiate anybody who asks you a question. If you can't handle questions or you don't want to answer questions from the press, um, that that that's also part of the job. And it's always fun to say. People used to say in the old days, "I will not uh, dignify that question with an answer," which, <laughs> which I think I would say to anything I didn't know the answer to. Right. Or, I mean, you can not answer the question, but you, if, if we believe that we have the ability to redress government with our grievances, mm-hmm. okay, 
whether they like it or not, <laughs> whether it makes them yeah. look good or not. That's not part of it. We have the right to address government with grievances. Mm-hmm. That's it. You don't have to like it. I don't care what you wore this morning. You're going to be redressed. Right. Um, and then you have uh, Congressman Mike Simpson saying that um, he believes that people have heard enough from his opponent. <laughs> Who's got the better excuse? Yeah, that that that's kind of uh, that that borders on hutzpah, actually. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to weigh the. I'm trying to weigh them all. Ah, you've heard enough from him. Go out to the average person and say, "Name Mike Simpson's opponent." I've. Wow. Well, here, no, here, here, yeah. I don't know if you'd get much. Yeah, I don't know if you'd get much uh, in Boise, but they definitely know who he is in, in Eastern, Eastern Idaho. Idaho yeah. Oh yeah, Brian That's Smith the, is huge in Eastern Idaho. That is true. Now, I well, guess I was just talking about here in Boise. Yeah. Does it matter? How much of this actually matters? I mean, it's all great for us to talk about, but how much of it actually matters? Four years ago, candidates debated, you know, shoot, we actually hosted two of them, mm-hmm. you know, and they, and they apparently didn't have a debatable or had a debatable record then. They showed up, <laughs> they debated, there were open seats. Well, I mean, there's simply in politics, I, th- I think. Uh, even at the local level, there's more hostility than there than there used to be, or there's more visible host- hostility than there used to be. A little more polarized now than then. Yeah, interesting. Okay, I, and and you're not wrong. I mean, there's there's been we we've talked about it before. There's been well uh, well documented, well covered uh, friction mm-hmm. between the lieutenant governor's office and 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 the governor's office. Boy, howdy! Uh, right up until uh, the 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 legislative session, and then it magically went away. <laughs> Nothing. Sure, sure, it magically went away. Just magically went away. <laughs> KBY News Time, 616. Sports brought to you by Fat Guys Deli. Fresh Deli. Fresh Deli. Mm-hmm. Everything under $10 there at Fat Guys Fresh Deli. They still have a sandwich named after you. You know, it's on the writer board. I don't know if they erased it or not, but I know they still have the Worthington. So okay. KBY is still represented. On the menu board. Okay. You got sports? Or do I have sports? Uh, you have sports. Okay. I have sports. Yeah. Uh, Steelheads are not going to be making the uh, the playoffs after their loss on Saturday to uh, to Utah Grizzlies. First time in years that the Steelheads are not making the playoffs. So for those of you who have uh, been looking forward to uh, more hockey mm-hmm. in downtown Boise, uh, unfortunately we're going to have to wait uh, just a little bit longer. That's too bad because playoff games are always a little more intense, you know? I liked it because you could just go up to the bar, first come, first serve on, on, the, uh, on the on the second floor there. Right now, 617. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Or whomever is left to come into work today. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> it's just... You mean, Nathaniel? Do you work here? Have you ever worked here? (laughs) Debbie? (laughs) Do you have a telephone? I didn't know if there was a strike that anybody... Yeah. People really partied for Easter. Somehow we didn't didn't hear about the strike. Yeah, never do. Um, Nate Shellman here filling in for Mike Casper. Hopefully he'll be back tomorrow, or I'm just going to continue making fun of him for uh, getting sick. One of the two things will happen. Um... (laughs) Talking, talking about the debate. Oddly enough, I'm fine with either one. I 
I make judgments on you on air all the time, mm-hmm. and I will not stop. So <laughs> you you strike me as somebody who <laughs> I know you're not going to tell me. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to ask you. Actually, you, you okay. might tell me, but I'm not going to ask you Can't if wait. you made up your mind. Can't wait for the end of this. But you strike me as somebody who watches all the debates. I do. Okay. So. And there are going to be debates. There's going to be an attorney general debate. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be secretary of education. Uh, uh, yeah, superintendent of public instruction. Uh, there's going to be that debate. Um, so the, there will be debates here and there. Everything else is just going to be left up to uh, town halls. Yeah, pretty much. How- Which isn't isn't bad okay. actually, um, as long as there's something, you know, where the uh, the candidate is a- is answering you know real questions. Okay, as opposed to the fake ones. Well. No, as opposed to uh, ones that they just make up themselves and say, you know, here, here, Ask me these. here I'm sure is what you want to know. Right, right. No, actually it wasn't. Had a couple of those. Um, does, the, does the debate canceling affect your vote? Does it affect your decision? It could. Okay. You know, d- depending upon why I think the person uh, want, didn't want to debate. I already voted, so yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, I will say it... Um, in some cases, my, it affected mine. My envelopes are at home, too, but I haven't yeah. actually filled them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I already took care of it. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I was, just wanted to stop getting rid of the mail, or just wanted to stop getting mailers. Uh, so that, 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 that's the question I have, is like, how much of this actually affects voters? If people may you know the undecided voter, or who changes their vote because of this? That's a good question. Uh, a lot of people, uh, if they... You know, have one particular philosophy, and they, then they follow one of the other candidate. It wouldn't matter what the other candidate does; they're still going to vote for that person. In the last several years, uh, I wish I had a nickel for every time somebody has uh, written to me and said, "It doesn't matter if you don't like a candidate's personality; it's what their platform is, right? And how they defend it, and, exactly. the, ra- and the rationale behind it. Exactly. Is it too early to ask for calls? No. Okay. Not at all. We do it. Uh, four hours every morning. Do does the do the candidates canceling, backing out of, not debating for whatever reason? Does it affect your vote? Does it uh, for the if, and, and if you're undecided, let let us know if you you know you know I don't go ahead. It's your call. Yeah. Um, if if it makes you want to change your vote, either way, does it affect your vote or is your mind made up? Period. If you've got, in the Republican primaries, if you've got one candidate or even two candidates who are, you know, very staunch conservative and mm-hmm. then one who at least appears to be, uh, you know, much closer to center, right. then, you know, whichever, uh, whichever your philosophy is more in line with, that's who you'll probably vote for. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless phone, 1-800-529-KBOI. Do the debates, do the, do the cancel debates affect your vote? All right, you have Simpson canceled one, so I mean that would affect uh, half the uh, half no. the audience. And a good second question is: if they have a debate, does that affect your vote? Right. Or are you have you already made up your mind? Uh, lieutenant gu- gubernatorial debate not going to happen because uh, uh, Idaho Public Television doesn't want to have a debate with one candidate. It's really hard to yeah. debate yourself unless you have multiple personalities. That's a good point. Now, if you're on a debate team in high school, you have to be able to debate yes. yourself. Yes, you got you got to do pro and con. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and of course, uh, Governor Little saying that his uh, just to make sure that I correctly quote that the uh, uh, governor's record is non-debatable. Idahoans know what Governor Little stands for. Okay. Yeah, to a degree, that's true. I mean, 
but we don't get to find out if there are any new questions that come up. Does it affect your vote? Does it affect who you support? And I, and I guess on the other hand, since there are seven other candidates, one of the other candidates may not want to debate because the incumbent's not there. Mm-hmm. They don't want to run against the other candidate. They want to run against you know the, the Governor Little. They want to run. They want to take his seat away from him. And if he's not there to fire stuff at, why show up? Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Check on weather. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Nate Gelman here, filling in for Mike Casper, along with Chris Walton, who's filling in for Chris Walton. I do that so well. I'm even wearing my own clothes. If you haven't voted yet, do the do the candidates canceling the debates affect your vote? If if you were favoring a candidate who decided to not debate, does it affect your vote? 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless phone. If you're undecided, does it affect your vote? Because I think an underlying question here is, all right, it's 2022. Mm-hmm. We are bombarded by uh, by social media, not not and, and the radio and the TV and all that, but the social media advertising is 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 amazing. Yeah. So even just the, well, I mean, even that you know what's on social media that isn't advertising. Right. So these candidates have their own channel. They have their own, and that's basically what it is. They can put out their own videos. They mm-hmm. can go live whenever they're at a location, if they're at a charity event or or a function giving a speech. True. In, in the age of the Internet, we don't need to go blind into any election. Right. So, And that's on top of their websites where they have their, supposedly have their platform and, you know, how to get a hold of them and ask them questions and all kinds of stuff. And generally very nice pictures of them outdoors for some reason. Sure. They can hold their own Q&A sessions. During Facebook Live, so they don't need us so much anymore. There you go. Um, <clears throat> however, does it still affect your vote? When a candidate, for whatever reason, for whatever excuse, the, the excuse to me doesn't matter. Said it on Friday, still believe it today. The excuse doesn't matter. However, those excuses are very entertaining. For, for uh, whomever is actually leading in the polls or the incumbent, it just feels like it's a way to say, well, I don't really respect my opponents. Which is fine. You can go ahead and not respect your opponent. True. I mean, and, and I, I could, I could very easily see why a number of these candidates may not respect their opponent. The, but the debate isn't about them. The debate isn't about their opponent. The debates are for us. That's a good point. We need to know more about you. But as the governor said, you know, my record is out there for everyone to see, and my record is what I'm apparently running on, and apparently is also non-debatable. Mm-hmm. Which. I guess it's not. It happened. Here are the facts. Did it affect your vote? Does it affect your vote? Because if you're not, if you're going to wait until primary day, May seventeenth, if you're going to wait till that day, okay. If you're going to vote early, does it affect who you fill in for? Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. KBOI News Time six thirty six. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 
The live televised GOP primary debate in the second congressional district race has been canceled as longtime GOP Congressman Mike Simpson declined to participate. Simpson faces second-time challenger Brian Smith of Idaho Falls, who also challenged him in the 2014 primary, along with several lesser-known GOP challengers. Simpson's campaign said in a statement that he has had joint appearances with Smith already and said Republican voters don't need to see anything more from Brian Smith. Simpson is seeking a 12th two-year term in Congress. The Idaho Press reports Smith is the vice chairman of the board of the Idaho Freedom Foundation, who lists his top campaign issues as opposing dam breaching, support for restarting to build the Trump border wall, and backing a federal law requiring photo ID to vote in all 50 states. According to his campaign website, Simpson's top issues are agriculture, energy, veterans, health care, gun rights, immigration, and balancing the federal budget. So as far as he's concerned, we don't need any damn breaching. That's a damn funny joke. Okay, thank you. We both went on the tour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It goes on from there. Nate Chelman here filling in for Mike Casper. He will he will hopefully be back uh, tomorrow. Asking the question for you, to you, how much does it affect your vote? At all or none? Did you already make up your mind? Do, or do, do debates matter to you at all or not? If you have your favorite candidate, there was one person that called in on Friday that was going to vote for uh, going to vote for who they were going to vote for no matter what. Right. You know, and, and that's fine. Well, I mean, if, if, if the candidates are far apart in philosophy, then it seems like it should be an easy choice between the two. I'd say in these. But there are what, seven? Right, but I'd say in these three races, at least the top two, who I would label the top two, mm-hmm. are definitely far apart in at least approach and mannerisms. Don't know. I mean, you, and, and then when it comes down to whether or not businesses should be shut down, then you know, then you have one thing, right? Right. Or, or you know, whether or not uh, government has the right to do that or not, you have that one thing. Or whether or not dams should be breached, that that's one thing. You know, those those are. Those are topics to be discussed. However, I still, I'd like to see them challenge each other. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, I can't help but say that there's a part of me that loses a little bit of respect. Not much, but a little bit. I think, I think if you're like most people, you would like a candidate who is fairly smooth as a speaker mm-hmm. and, you know, has their thoughts completely together and mm-hmm. can think fast on their feet but also has a solid philosophy with which you probably agree. Yes. And not just think fast on their feet, but think correctly as well. Oh, there's that, yeah. Yeah. 208-336-3700. Does it affect you? Do you care about any of this? Because there's other topics to discuss, but I can't help but point out to everybody that uh, the primary day is not that far away. Mm-hmm. All right. It's coming. All right. Chris still has his, uh, Chris still has his, uh, his ballot. On the table waiting to be filled I just, out. I just received it on Friday, so yeah. I just have yet to fill it out, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I already know who I'm voting for. Okay. So, the, okay, did the, did, the, did the debates factor into that? No. Okay. Okay. So I'll be the first one to answer that question. Didn't affect me because I, who I'm voting for or who I'm not voting for, uh, they have made plenty of statements in the press, mm-hmm. and they have uh, a lot on their own websites, or they have a record that reflects what they you know actually do. Should the other gubernatorial debates, uh, should the other gubernatorial candidates debate without the incumbent? I would. Because you could just turn it into basically a roast night. We're here. 
Yeah. Who's? Oh wait, who roasts the incumbent the best? Mm-hmm. Okay. There you go. Go after go after the uh, the empty chair. KBOI News Time six forty five. Sports brought yes. to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. You can find their menu online at fatguysfreshdeli.com. And you asked about the Worthington Melt earlier. Number 32, mm-hmm. the Worthington Melt. Meatballs, salami, marinara sauce, provolone, Parmesan cheese, all grilled. Baseball yesterday, the uh, Orioles shut out the Yankees 5 nothing. The uh, Pirates topped the Nationals 5-3. Uh, it was the Red Sox over the Twins 8-1. Uh, the Rays beat the White Sox 9-3. The Marlins topped the Phillies 11-3. Uh, the Mets uh, pitched a shutout against the Diamondbacks 5-0. Also, the Mariners beat the Astros 7-2. In the NBA, the winners were the Heat, the Celtics, the Bucks, and the Suns. In the NHL, uh, games were won by the Panthers, Sabres, Blues, Wild, Maple Leafs, and Ducks. And at the RBC Heritage in the PGA, Jordan Spieth was uh, the winner, finished uh, uh, at 13 under and won $1.4 million. Uh, former Boise State golfer Troy Merritt ended up finishing 12th, which was still a pretty good payday. Night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Nate Shellman here filling in for Mike Casper. Chris Walton here. Now, just because Mike isn't here doesn't mean we're not doing the Nearly Impossible Trivia. No, it does not. You have today's question. I do. Write down this telephone number. This will be the one you want to call, but not until around 8.19 or 8.20. That's when we will actually ask for callers and ask the question. Okay. And that number is 208-336-3700. You could win today a $50 gift certificate to Granny C's Bakery. Huh. The question, four years ago today... Movie theaters in Saudi Arabia were reopened for the first time since being closed by the government in 1983. Four years ago today, what was the first movie that was shown in Saudi Arabia after the reopening? I've never been to Saudi Arabia. Uh, okay, so you can't know this from from uh, direct experience. Did they reopen for the movie, or did they just reopen and that just happened to be... You know what? I don't know, but okay. I, don't, I don't know that there's a difference, really. I have many questions. Here's here's your uh, hint. Okay. Uh, it was the biggest movie of the year. Of that year? Yeah. In 2000? Uh, that would be 2018. Okay. Uh, it's all brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Silverhawk Realty, a local company with a global network for all your real estate needs. Call 208-888-4128. It closed in 1983. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm go back there. Chariots of Fire. To... And okay. Love. Okay, but we're talking about 2018, the movie that was the first one they showed after they reopened, not the last. The one biggest they movie of 2018, movie. pretty much. Yeah. So it wasn't. It wasn't any of the Star Wars. So, uh, 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 well, I I don't know that it wasn't any of them. It could have been, you know, one of the more recent ones. Okay. All right. All right. But it and also might not have been. Should have been Endless Love. <laughs> great movie. Too hard. Don't sing it. Okay. All right, when we come back, we got we got more news. But we also have more news coming up next. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Is it is it bad that there's some part of me that I, I don't wish anybody to be ill? However, 
you guys are at uh, Granny C's this Friday, mm-hmm. and I oh. mean, and if Casper uh, is I, is still gone on Friday, I'm then just saying you get to go eat at Granny C's. Yes, I mean, uh, one would assume that. I mean, yeah, you wouldn't want to be there by yourself. Uh, you I'll, don't go, I'll go ahead and say no. <laughs> See, thank you. You bet. Yeah, but yeah, you got the uh, got the Cloverdale Plumbing hometown breakfast this friday at mm-hmm. granny c's big day for granny c's because also later on they are the uh, uh kby sweet deal they are one of the kby sweet deals going on one you can enjoy yummy food or you can enjoy firearm training i don't know if you can enjoy them both together yeah, yeah i was gonna say combining the two would be a lot of fun well sure i, I but i don't know if you're allowed to bring the the, the baguette you, you, fin- you finish a can of something and then just shoot it yeah, yeah. Why, why not Half a million people here in the Treasure Valley, here here in Ada County. Half a million. Ada County officially passing the... Huh, Ada County officially passing half a million people. Wow. 500,000, 511,000. Yeah, I can... Uh, I, I've i only lived in Boise since 83. I lived in, in Twin Falls uh, you know, for the first 18 years of my life. Okay. And... The, the lowest I can remember knowing what Boise's population was, it was about seventy five, seventy eight thousand. Uh, that's been, I think, maybe the late seventies. Oh, that was Boise's population. Yeah. Okay. Now, tenfold, mm-hmm. seven hundred ninety five thousand two hundred sixty eight. By the way, Twin Falls, hundred sixteen thousand. Seven hundred ninety five is the Treasure Valley, right? Yes. Okay. That, that's the Boise metro area. Right. Okay. So, uh, and 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 Twin Falls was how many? Twin Falls is up to uh, up over 116,000. And that's the metro area as mm-hmm. well. Metro area as well. Because back at that time when Boise had about 75,000, Twin Falls had 20 to 25. Sorry, Meridian, you don't get your own metro area. It's called the Boise metro area. I know you guys like, like your own stuff, but you know, Eagle, Meridian, Canyon County also included in yeah. the uh, metro as well. Well, they, they could, uh, if they wanted to, they could call it the Boise Meridian Nampa uh, market they could just to make everybody happy but then, you know, then like like that, scranton wilkesbury or any of those where yeah. they have more than one but then it's too long Minneapolis, it's, it's too too big it's too big okay it's too many hyphens just 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 go with the one with the, the largest population either you call it boise or you call it treasure valley one okay. of the two well god coeur d'alene uh coeur d'alene is the uh, second biggest metro uh hundred seventy nine thousand. Mm-hmm. and then you go to then you go to uh, Idaho Falls, hundred sixty-two thousand. You know, if you combined Idaho Falls and Pocatello, that would be pretty large. Uh, it would be pretty large uh, if you combine uh, Idaho Falls and Pocatello, which I, you know, probably most people do anyway. Uh, you're going over uh, two hundred fifty thousand, mm-hmm. right? Just in those two areas, but everywhere, everywhere is growing, uh, and it's not just the Californians. All right, Idahoans are making their own Idahoans as well. <laughs> <laughs> It happens, especially during, especially during lockdown years. And I didn't do it last year. You didn't do it last I did, year. I did not do it last year. No, no. Daniel didn't do it last year. No. However, there are other people here in the building whose families uh, participated in that. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, got to got to keep it going. They, they did have an expansion of sorts. Migration, uh, uh, net migration accounted for seventy five percent. All right. However, not everybody's moving from outside. There are other people, there are other Idahoans moving inside the state. Moving in, to, into the Treasure Valley. Sure. Yeah. Moving into and yeah. Going up to uh going up to uh Coeur d'Alene or going to uh the, the Pocatello Idaho Falls mm-hmm. metro uh metro area there. Okay. So is it seventy so wow, so seventy I'm still stuck on seventy nine thousand. In 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 the late seventies, yeah. In the late seventies. That's, that's, that's about how big Boise was. 
that was uh, to, to to go back to a line that Paul Jay said, and I've heard others. You know, I've heard others say it. Mm-hmm. Why move to a larger market? Idaho is you know, Boise has just grown up. Yeah, exactly. Boise's Boise's just gotten more populated as it goes. So I don't see it stopping. I don't. There's Nathaniel said we got to stop doing this. We have to stop. I I don't see it stopping. There's an entire area south of uh, or. Or, or west, depending on how you're looking yeah. at the map, where that is just prime for more development. But you know, I have the same. I have that uh, Paul J. ethic about working here, mm-hmm. simply because I mean, this is my 39th year here in the Boise uh, market. Okay, were you and, co- were you coach Chris? What's that? Were you coach Chris? Yeah. Alan stopped by. Uh, Alan stopped by Casper's. Uh, oh, Alan. Yes, Jones. Yep. Yeah. Stop by. I, uh, I've known Casper. Alan for a long time. I don't know if he came for the party or if he just happened to show up at V Cut. But uh, he's like, <laughs> man, I I I, 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 bet I, he, I bet he came for the party. I remember Chris Walden when he was Coach Chris. Mm-hmm. Coach Chris. That was about 1990. Was that on air or uh, were you coaching it, something? It, there were two reasons for that. Okay. One is that I did the sports. Uh, the other is that. I was working with two guys. Well, it was, it was Straight Arrow and John Dwayne okay. at the time. And they would quite often be uh, stumped for a word or a fact or something like that. And mm-hmm. I would just say, Here, here's what it is. You know, it would off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. And they started saying, well, you're like the coach, aren't you? So, and I said, okay. So nothing much has changed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when somebody doesn't know anything around here. I know. They usually ask me. Yeah. And then they know. And, and you know stuff. Sometimes. You know most stuff. <laughs> Not everything. Not, I didn't say you knew everything. I just said you know most stuff. That's. I'm not taking you on in, in trivia. But to, uh, oh, here's what people don't ask me. They, they they don't ask me if something's good or bad. Because they don't want to hear me, you know, make an argument for both sides. No, I was going to say that's an hour long discussion. Exactly. I know that. I've I've done that a couple times. But they do ask me for facts once yeah. in a while. I. Five hundred. I'm still stuck on five, over five hundred thousand just mm-hmm. in Ada County. Right, and there's so much room to grow from here. People are complaining about the growth. People are complaining about the and the yes, traffic. And yes, we've just begun. Oh no, it's too soon. You're the one who said room to grow. I know, but staring st- horizons that are new to us. How watching for signs along the way. How bigger? How much? How much bigger could it get if if you if you make all the uh, if you make all the area? You just go out by, uh, you know, yeah, Cutamora. Just start going south. Yeah. Keep keep going out there, and then then maybe eventually fill in the area by the mm-hmm. uh, uh, by the outlet malls, or, or what used to be the outlet mall. Still technically, as I guess, still have room out there. Mm-hmm. Ada County, uh, Ada County, still out there. You could still go a little bit up. Not much, but you could go a little bit up 21. If you can figure out how to irrigate it, mm-hmm. pe- people will move there. Uh, and that's an issue. Water. water mm-hmm. Of wa- course it is. Water is an issue everywhere. It's an issue in Las Vegas. It's, it's, it's an issue here. Um, infrastructure and, 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 and power and electricity and sewer. Uh, I think I just coined a phrase. If you irrigate it, they will come. I think they're coming anyway. They're 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 on their way no matter what. Yeah. Well, they don't know if there's a place to live, but they're showing up. KBOI News Time, seven fifteen. Sports brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Find them online, fatguysfreshdeli.com. Whether you want to go for lunch or whether you have an event that needs catered, fatguysfreshdeli.com. Hey, congratulations to the Giants who uh, who got a sweep.
mm-hmm. uh, over then the year, over the weekend. They're tied for the best record in the majors right now. The problem is they're tied with the Dodgers. I was rooting for them over the weekend. Who are in their same division? Mm-hmm. I know you've stopped rooting for the uh, that that other team in Cleveland, the, the team from uh, Northern Ohio. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. You do root for the team from Southern Ohio, though. Yeah, I'll, I'll root for the Reds. Yeah. I'll, and I'll root for the Reds, and I'll root for now anybody who plays uh, what used to be the Indians. I won't say their name. I refuse to say I, their name. I still say they they should have named themselves after something automotive and called themselves the Engines. You know what? I like that name better. I'm very sore about it. What else happened in sports? Nothing what much? else happened in sports? Yeah. A lot of games. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Uh the uh, big golf tournament, of course, was the uh, RBC Heritage in uh, Hilton Head, South Carolina. Uh, that was won by Jordan Spieth. Uh, $1.4 million for finishing first. And he uh, uh, was actually tied at 13 under, had to go to a playoff against uh, Patrick Cantlay, uh, unfortunate name, who uh, won or 872000 for finishing second. Andy Rooney used to say that all the time. He says, $800,000 for losing a game of golf? <laughs> Jason Tatum, congratulations. Jason Tatum won the, uh, well, won the game for the Celtics in the, just in, the, in the final seconds. Let's take a listen to that call from ESPN Radio. Oh, there we go. Here we go. Jalen Brown to the baseline with six. Against Dragic, pass to Smart. Smart dribbles inside the arc to Tatum. Layup's good at the horn. Boston wins it. Did you know that J- Jason Tatum and LeBron James both have their own chips in I the grocery not. store? I did not know that. Jason Tatum's are the uh, barbecue-flavored Flamin' Hot Ruffles. Mm-hmm. And LeBron's are the, uh, I think, sour cream and, or something or other. Cheese, basically. Cheese and something or other flavored uh, ruffles also, huh. and, and their pictures are on the sides of the bag. And for some reason, it's just LeBron and Jason Tatum. Huh. Interesting. One's in the playoffs, and one gets to eat their chips. <laughs> yeah. One gets to snack. KBOI News Time seven seventeen. Time for the morning market report, powered by CapEd Credit Union, keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors on News Talk KBOI. Boise. Trying to figure out what a poison pill means for a company and, and how a company would try to prevent themselves from being taken over. Mm-hmm. I, Just, think, I think you'd, you make yourself look bad, but I think we can get a better explanation from somebody else. I guess if only somebody knew more about this. <laughs> Jeremiah Bates joining us from Tree City Advisors. Sir, welcome in. Good morning, gentlemen. Happy official tax day. Hopefully you filed your returns in a timely manner or your extensions were on time and you paid your estimates as well. Do we have until midnight or do we have until, uh, uh, is it still midnight? Yeah. Okay. Still midnight. All right. Very good. I mean, not for me, for other people. Right. Yeah. Not not me. Okay. So uh, the poison pill. So this is kind of important because obviously last week we, we touched heavily on the drama, the dramatic unfoldings that's happening with Twitter and Elon Musk. So essentially, what a poison pill is, is a safeguard that uh, companies have that a board of directors can implement to avoid or prevent basically a hostile takeover <laughs> from um, from big, large investors. This was popular, popularized back in the 1980s 
um, when you had big, big money investors like Carl Icahn trying to take over companies basically because they didn't like the way that it was being ran or didn't meet their uh, their point their views, right? Very similar to what we're seeing with um, Twitter and and Elon Musk. So essentially, what it does is it allows Twitter to flood the market with more shares. So it makes a buyout much harder. And they set that that flooding of shares at a 15% purchase of stock without the firm's approval, right? So if Elon Musk tried to go in and buy more than 15%, then what Twitter essentially can do is flood the market with shares, thus diluting the percentage of ownership that Elon Musk would actually have. So it makes it much more difficult for Elon Musk to uh, acquire Twitter and if he did, it, it happened at a much higher price. So it's really more of a bargaining chip and a way for kind of Twitter to say, all right, let's everyone cool our jets. Let's see if this offer is actually legitimate, if he actually has funding behind this, if there's a sincerity behind this. But as it stands right now, <clears throat> it looks like Twitter is pulling that poison pill out of their back pocket, basically saying, hey, if you do this, then we, we will go ahead and flood the market with more shares. Is that going to affect anything else this week? I mean, the big thing this week is corporate earnings, and this is going to be a very interesting week because you have uh, roughly 66 companies within the S&P 500 reporting earnings. Earnings. You have Netflix, Tesla, Johnson Johnson. So investors are going to be playing co- close attention, really, because you had a lot of headwinds. You had how are companies handling inflation, surging costs, uh, supply chain issues, and we're going to see uh, some more sample sizes of how they navigated the geopolitical conflicts as well. So. Earnings season is underway, and it's going to be a busy week with companies reporting. And, and apparently China not doing quite as badly as we expected. Is that correct? Yeah, but there's also some uh, some skepticism within those numbers of how it kind of may have been fluff because you got to look at China and how they've uh, they've been in lockdown. They've had a resurgence of COVID. So perhaps that the uh, better numbers that we've seen aren't uh, telling the entire truth. Is there any is there any relationship between uh, Twitter and uh, and Tesla as far as one up one down because I don't know too many people that have money in Twitter but I do know people that have money in Tesla. Yeah, I mean, well, <clears throat> Tesla is is really more of listen. Tesla is like an actual it's a, it's a company that's producing a good right. It's right. it's manufacturing an uh, automobile. It's become profitable. It's it's in the S and P five hundred. It's had a lot of uh, hype and a lot of noise over the past few years. So Tesla is actually has a following because it's producing something. Twitter, on the other hand, it's like I said before, it's a completely different business model, and it's strictly profits are driven by advertising based on its ability to be a medium, and there's a huge use of it now. This is part of the social square now. I mean, whether you like it or not, Twitter is the pri- one of the primary uh, landing spots for people to communicate, put out ideas. And Elon Musk wants to, you know, obviously get a hand in that and, p- and perhaps change it. But, you know, uh, if, if as far as the, the correlation between uh, Tesla and Twitter, no, I, I haven't seen it. Jeremiah Bates, Tree City Advisors, thanks for the check-in. Appreciate it. Thanks, gents. Download the 670KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Nate Schellen here filling in for Mike Casper. Gary uh, Gary messaged me on Facebook and says uh, the kids were, his boys were happy to hear me in the morning. Uh, also, they were uh, wondering why I wasn't asleep. And uh, Gary, I'm, 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 I'm not sleeping because... Uh, Mr. Casper has a tummy ache. Uh, he's 60 now. and um, He was uh, apparently uh, very vomitious this weekend. 
also that and he was partying. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he turned sixty on Friday. There was a there was a there was a gathering. Uh, there there was a seven hour birthday party for him at V at V Cut. By the way, thank that, you. That finally broke up at ten. Y- yeah, ish. Um, <laughs> thank you, Tracy, for uh, for buying all the drinks and uh, V Cut for uh, for the cigars and uh, the entertainment and uh, being able to catch up and tell stories on Mike Casper and and all that. But uh, and 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 now he has a tummy ache. So Tracy calls up. I didn't know I bought all the drinks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That that's what they told me, um, so so it was there. But yeah, Gary, Gary, and the boys uh, always always glad to talk to you in the morning. Um, today is tax day. If you haven't filed, if you listen, if you're not going to file today, file the extension. If you are going to file today, hurry up. You got till midnight. But every tax day, I it usually revisits the uh, the discussions on. You know how people want to be taxed. I asked you a question off air, and I and I, I said, "How many different tax brackets are there?" I had no idea. I think I said three. Yeah, and, uh, there, are, and there are how many? There are seven. 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 There are seven and, and, different and I, tax and I, brackets. I said, in my defense, I think I've been in the same one my entire life. You go from uh, you go from ten to twelve to twenty-two. Sorry, percentage. By the way, okay, ten percent, twelve percent. 22%, and if you're really, really wealthy, uh, if you make over uh, $523,000, mm-hmm. 37%. Haven't been there yet. And by the way, the tax owed on that is $157,804 plus 37% of the amount over $523,600. Okay. Yes. Sounds Simple enough. So now there's a goal. You have a calculator. For the first time this for the first time this year, I actually qual- unfortunately qualified for a different tax bracket. Oh really? Yes. I congratulate you. Well, I'm happy and sad for you. It's not. I mean, I didn't do anything different. I just married talent. So I, <laughs> I, I, it wasn't me. Somebody else that made more mm. income. But yeah, instead of paying twenty four percent, I paid thirty two percent in taxes. Bummer. It's great. <laughs> it's great. Now I gotta figure out a way to make less money so I can keep more of it. I can help you with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, but, but, but it, we just divide the pie differently. It's it's a it's a question though. As, yeah. Uh, by the way, Nathaniel, if anybody asks, um, uh, I I did claim you as a dependent. Um, so yeah, you're welcome. Um, you have my also, eyes anyway. Also, you're a veteran. No, no. <laughs> so, whether it's fair or flat, I mean, what's wrong with everybody paying ten percent? Why? Why should we? Why should we divvy up the percent and create more confusion? Now I'm more interested in that discussion this year than I was last year, since I'm now paying more in taxes. Mm-hmm. KBOI News Time seven forty five. Sports brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. And again, you got you got summer parties, you got uh, you got school parties, you got graduation parties. If you have a party you want catered, it all starts at fatguysfreshdeli.com. They can make a uh, they can make a sandwich as uh, long or short as you need it to serve as many different people and they can make multiple sandwiches too. The 2022 NFL offseason has seen lots of big name moves either uh, contractually or just between teams, and especially at the wide receiver position. That trend is uh, 
primed to continue ahead of the draft with Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, and Terry McLaurin, three-star wide receivers from the 2019 class set to skip their respective off-season programs in search of new deals, according to ESPN. This uh, upsets me about Terry McLaurin because he's probably the best player Washington has. Mm -hmm. That's the team for whom I root, formerly the Redskins. Uh, The news comes roughly a week after veteran pro bowler uh, Stefan Diggs inked a lucrative extension with the Bills, adding to a record reset of the wide receiver market. Four of the top five receiver contracts in terms of average annual payout have now been signed in 2022 with uh, Tyreek Hill, who went to the Dolphins, and Devontae Adams, who's gone to the Raiders, each netting over $28 million per year. Wow. Nice work if you can get it. Now, Casper is a, uh, Casper is a huge Mariners fan. Did he talk about the Boise State game, the Boise State Mariners game? Um, the Boise State Mariners game? The Boise State Mariners, ga- uh, Mariners game. The I, don't Bo- bl- I don't believe he did because I don't think I heard about it. The Boise State Puget Sound Alumni Chapter will host Boise State alumni and friends in Seattle as the Mariners take on the Angels for Boise State Day. Oh, okay. The way you said it, I thought Boise State was going to play the Mariners. No, no, And no. I thought, well, number one, we don't have a baseball team, so no. it's got to be in another sport. No, no. Okay. No. That's happening Saturday, August 6th. It's a 110 uh, pitch game. Now, t- tickets are 55 bucks. You get early entrance, you get the main level seat, and you also get the cool, cool uh, Boise State Mariners ball cap, which is basically a Mariners cap in Boise State colors. Okay, it's, cool. It's pretty cool. And a portion of the proceeds go to benefit the Boise State Alumni Association Puget Sound Alumni Chapter. Go to the uh, go to the alumni page for more information. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Nate Schoen here filling in for Mike Casper. Chris Walton here. Nathaniel here. Debbie filling in for uh, Rick Worthington. Mm-hmm. Ronald Bryan made it in. You're here as well. Well, you know, those summer vacations. I... Hmm. See, I still I still think we should all just pay the same amount in taxes, the same mm-hmm. percentage. A flat rate. Flat rate. Flat. I, I like that because it's easy. I can, mm-hmm. I can understand what it is. The, the argument against is always that, you know, uh, to a guy making... Uh, a hundred dollars, ten dollars is a big deal. Whereas to a guy making, you know, ten thousand dollars, nine thousand dollars, I mean, one thousand dollars isn't quite as big a deal. Okay, we all get one vote. There, uh, outside of paying more in taxes, there's, you know, and if you're paying more in taxes, that means you're also making more money. So mm-hmm. there is a benefit to that. However, logically, why don't we all have the same amount of percentage skin in the game? I and, do I do like that though. I've, I've always thought a flat tax was a good idea. And, and to use to use the example you gave that to somebody who makes a hundred dollars, ten dollars is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the lowest tax rate. Ten mm-hmm. percent is the lowest tax rate. So his ten dollars wouldn't change. And if it would some, only change for the people who currently pay more taxes. Right. If someone's making fifty two thousand, sorry, five hundred twenty three thousand dollars, would there be fewer ways to avoid taxes? With a f- in, involved in this with a flat tax, I mean, you would still write stuff off mm-hmm. as 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 far as that goes, and that's that's what uh, I mean. That's something that I can afford now is find more find well, more people it, to help me hide my money from the government. Would it mean though that the government is making considerably less money every year? Yeah, it could. Okay, it could. Now, maybe maybe accountants 
and tax preparers might be making less money as I, well if everything's the same. I worry about the government making less money, not because I think it should be doing more, but because even making less money generally doesn't make them spend less. No, but I mean, it, 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 that's the thing. It should, because that's how everybody else works. Exactly. And that's how, that's how your home budget is. I can't, I, you know, I, I'd be lying to you if I didn't tell you that that was actually part of the reason I do also like the, the flat tax. You know, if the government is taking in less money, we are a finite, you know, we, we are a finite mm-hmm. resource. Um, maybe there would be more on trade. Maybe there would be, maybe there would be more creation and maybe just maybe there would be less spending. A guy can dream. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of countries want us to help pay for stuff, but maybe we could just go ahead and tell a couple people, sorry, I don't have it. <laughs> KBOI Newstime, 756. It's 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Now, the flat tax plan, that's that's one idea that's always been kicked around, the fair tax plan. Let me know, where you, let me know how you feel about this. That would just get rid of income tax. Just totally get rid of the federal income tax. That, 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 that does sound somewhat fair, yeah. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Right. Don't go nuts. I won't. Uh, federal retail sales tax of 23%. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, oh. Mm-hmm. That, that seems like a lot. It does seem like a lot. That's approaching, like, Norway. But there's a... <laughs> never been, but I'll take your word for it. Oh, I have an uncle from there. Okay, so... He had a friend who, years ago, back when cars were more reasonably priced than they are right now, mm-hmm. purchased a Plymouth Voyager from the United States, and okay. all told, it cost him $90,000. Wow. Because there's so much tax. I hope. And regulations on shipping it and all sorts of stuff. I hope you like that car. $90,000 for a Voyager. I think it ran. Okay. I should hope so for $90,000. I don't know anything about it. So the idea that, you know, when we talk about how we pay taxes and how the government goes after us for our money to fund the government and not everything about the government is bad. We do want a working military. We do want a working defense. Uh, And a number of people want more the government to do its job. We do want them to do those things that are specified in the Constitution. Yes. Yes. And then they, of course, want to do more than that. We do, we do want the government to upgrade federal highways, federal roads, keep those, keep those lines open. We don't necessarily want the federal government giving away billions of dollars to everybody else. However, I digress. So the flat tax idea is 10% across the board. 10% income mm-hmm. tax across the board. Period. Done. Everybody pays the same amount or get rid of it and pay the same amount of increased sales tax. By the way, we do have our Casper and Chris Stam Your Impossible question coming up in about 20 minutes. Uh, four years ago today, movie theaters in Saudi Arabia were reopened for the first time since being closed by the government in 1983. What was the mer- first movie shown after the reopening uh, four years ago? And it was the number one movie that year. Mm-hmm. Interesting. KBOI News Time, 8 o'clock. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The ongoing dispute between Interfaith Sanctuary and those opposed to the shelter's proposed move to State Street, well, that continues. Boise City Council is gearing up to hear Interfaith's appeal. That's coming up next week. 
After planning and zoning, the commission denied their application for a conditional use permit. That's what they need in order to operate as a shelter on West State Street. While all of this has been going on, the city has also been looking at revising their zoning code with a new line in it that would say, no shelter shall be within 300 feet of a residential zone. The city of Boise's current planning and zoning code dates back to 1966, so around this time last year, they started thinking about revamping it. To come up with revisions and a new zoning code, the city is working with a consulting firm called Clarion, based out of Denver. Among many recommendations from Clarion was the addition of a line stating that no shelter shall be within 300 feet of a residential zone, which means the old Salvation Army building on State Street a no-go. There are concerns from homeowners that we did hear um, about, you know, what goes near homes. But the caveat, the new revisions and recommendations probably won't be submitted to Boise City Council for a vote until early 2023. Hmm. And this debate, uh, those sound bites were from Channel 7 last week. This debate is going to mm-hmm. be taking place uh, today and tomorrow uh, morning and afternoon at uh, Boise City Hall. So today, uh, today they're not going to be doing uh, public testimony. However, tomorrow they expect a lot of public testimony, and they're going to start uh, early in the day and uh, continue on, uh, continue on in the evening to talk to a number of the businesses and a number of the uh, residents in the area. They don't want what has been uh, what I've actually been called uh, told by Interface Sanctuary. By their, their own their own term, I don't know if it's a term. It's a term they use. Low barrier. It's a low barrier facility. What does that mean? That means that uh, they don't have a number of the requirements that other facilities might have. The only thing that they ask is that uh, you you just not be a danger to somebody else. There we go. And threaten somebody else. They don't have as many rules necessarily. Exactly. Okay. Now, when the facility says that. The the neighbors and the other businesses don't like that when you when you have when you have a facility in your neighborhood that says you know bring your bring your drunk your high your you know, whomever here to the neighborhood they they may not want that in the neighborhood they may already have enough of that they may not want more so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes forward after this if you're going to change the rule but not change the rule until after. Well, mm-hmm. but, hmm. you, either you have a rule or you don't have a rule. Mm-hmm. That's so it would seem. How close would you want to live to a? Uh, it doesn't matter to, to a homeless shelter. It doesn't matter to me. It, it, it's uh, it's it's you know it's it's going to have problems. Obviously, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think I could live near one without much trouble. On, on the other hand, I don't know. I mean, I've lived in neighborhoods where there were halfway houses, and that was no big deal. But th- then again, th- those are people in a different situation. Right. We work. Uh, we we work close to the current Interface Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, there's a number of other facilities around that's not just Interfaith. Yeah. So I can say that uh, th- there are issues that we may not have if we were farther away mm-hmm. uh, from from the uh, from the facilities. I'm not saying they're not great facilities and it it does act as a magnet and i know that we do deal with broken windows we deal with vandalism we deal with filth uh that a certain uh, amount yeah we do yep i don't i don't think there's a number of uh i don't think there's a number of people in the area that would want that well yeah that's true where the salvation well, I mean, army is 
the you know the whole the whole NIMBY thing. I mean, it, it's got some validity. Not in my backyard. Yeah. I don't care if you have one. In fact, I'll even give you money, but don't put it here. Right. Yeah. You know. Right. It's already to a degree contained as far as where people need to go to get help. I look at where. Well, my 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 hangups on where they want to put it. We had the old Salvation Army building on state mm-hmm. is the lack of actual medical facilities where right downtown, there's a Terry Riley. There's a Terry Riley facility right downtown, right across the street from uh, the Red Lion, mm-hmm. right by the Red Lion, where a number of homeless people, where a number of, of transients do seek medical care. Right. So it doesn't cost them anything. You know, to take them farther for that from that is, uh, I, I don't think, I, not necessary. There's other buildings here. I don't I don't know if the Cabana Inn actually still rents out rooms or, you know, acts as a regular hotel. I know the city places I, a lot of homeless there. I I've always assumed they had a donut shop in there somewhere. <laughs> I haven't never I've never passed it that there weren't at least two cop cars in the in the parking lot. Yeah. So, you know, if if there's going to be millions of dollars spent on renovating a place and 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 creating a facility where you know, people are going to reside for a period of time. Mm-hmm. Why not use a hotel? Yeah. Why not? Or a former hotel, right? Right. Why not? Why not build an area where it's all people are already going? The city's already spending money on it. Why create a new facility yeah. that wasn't made for that? Uh, and, and there's pluses and minuses everywhere. And um, it's it, the, the the debate is going to continue this week. The businesses around. The uh, the old uh, uh, Salvation Army do not, in any way, shape, form, standard, do not want a homeless shelter mm-hmm. there. They don't want a residential shelter there. So we'll see how this goes down this week. KBOI News Time, 813. It's also tax. Can't, can't, just want to remind everybody, so we do our jobs, it's tax day, everybody. All right? Make sure you file your taxes by midnight tonight, or make sure you file your extensions mm-hmm. by and your, And, by the way, uh, pay uh, what you owe. Yes. Even with the extension. That's it. And, by the way, that's if you owe money. Right. If you don't owe money, um, I've been told this. <clears throat> I usually just make sure you file by the deadline, whether you do or don't. But I'm mm-hmm. told that if you are owed money, you can file taxes whenever you want. If you owe money, you have to... You have right. to file that. It's got to be in by April 18th. Yeah. Government, wants, government wants their money right away. If the government owes you money, you might get that check at this point by uh, June. <laughs> Deposit by June. They want it today, but if they owe you, they'll take a good month, month and a half, whatever. They'll get, a, get around to it on their own business. I ended up uh, getting some back from the, from the federal, which I, I, I usually have to pay both okay. most years. I got some back from the federal, and I had to pay the state, but I still ended up uh, in the black pretty well. So, nice, yeah, nice. I don't know what I got. I have no idea. That's paid somebody else for that. When, when I was doing taxes, I found out that uh, for some reason the entire year, uh, no state taxes were withdrawn from my wife's paychecks at all, and I can't really figure out how that happened. Did you ask her? Uh, no, I asked her, and she didn't really know. She didn't know. No. Did you guys owe state taxes? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Would you have rather paid it overall or the the, the lump sum you have? Uh, you know what? It probably doesn't actually matter that much. <laughs> I'd rather hold on to it during the year and then hit me with. Uh, 
hit me with hit me with the bill at the, hit me with it's, the bill it, next basically year. it's it's a it's, it's a matter of either me uh investing it unwisely or them doing it that's also the other question i have how many how much in taxes i paid during the year mm-hmm. well if i gotta pay it and you're gonna go after me hmm what else could i have done with that <laughs> Honestly, what could I have invested in that and then just given you guys money next, you know, mm-hmm. next year with the amount of money I paid in taxes? The the biggest windfall I ever got at one time uh that I had to pay taxes on was $32,000 uh several years ago. Okay. And that you had to pay 32 grand. No. Oh. I uh I had to pay about 11 though, oh. when I got that check. And um the Another thing I had to do, I had to write explanations of why I didn't pay a fourth of it each quarter. And the reason was I didn't get it till July. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they accepted and that. Was, that. that was the Fed. The state didn't care. The, the, this, I called the uh, Idaho State Tax Commission, and they said, just pay it April 15th. We're fine. I called the IRS, and they, they told me, send in the check now for this amount. And mm-hmm. they, they calculated and told me the amount. And they also told me I had to uh, write uh, to them and say why, you know, include a letter with my with my check An explanation. that said why I didn't pay uh, every quarter of uh-huh. the year because I didn't get it for two of them. I didn't have the money, and I was uh, I I was in a, a better mood than just to write. Why do you think? <laughs> Don't be flipping with the IRS. Yeah, that's true. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. I got this. I got this. I got this wrapped up. All right. You going to try to answer it before the people who actually can win? This is simple. They shut down showing movies in 1983, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Easy. Mr. Mom. No, see... They restarted in 2018. Okay. And they didn't just play the movie that was already loaded into the projector. Flashdance. From 1983. Flashdance. Which could have been Flashdance, could have been Mr. Mom, could have been Tootsie, could have been... Wait, they wouldn't have shown Flashdance in Saudi Arabia. Uh, re- uh, re- what was uh, Return of the Jedi. Also, Return of the Jedi, that, yep. That, that was the highest grossing movie of, yeah. of 83. Uh, but no, we're looking for the movie that uh, started... After the theaters were reopened four years ago today, here's the question. Four years ago today, movie theaters in Saudi Arabia were reopened for the first time since being closed by the government in 1983. What was the first movie shown when they reopened? And this question, by the way, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Silver Hawk Realty. Opening doors to the world for all your real estate needs. Call 208-888-4128. Jeff? For a $50 gift certificate to Granny C's, which you can eat all on your own or share with friends. What's the correct answer? Black Panther. That is the correct answer. That's my second one. Shoot. Good job. Massive applause from the two Good of us. Good job. Yeah. So it, it wasn't Octopussy? No. Oh. And that's also... 1983? That's also not actually a, a, a game they just play at Hanukkah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Well, congratulations, Jeff. You got $50 to Granny C's Bakery up there at uh, the Hillcrest Shopping Center where Casper and Chris will. Now, uh, you can pick it up there when you come to visit them for the hometown breakfast on mm-hmm. Friday. Uh, and if you and if one $50 gift certificate isn't good enough for you, Jeff, you can get more on Friday morning, 9 a.m. Go to KBOI.com and uh, just click on Sweet Deals and you can get up to four more. Um, of these uh, sweet deals. So, Jeff, hold on. Congratulations.
KBOI News Time, 825. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Guy in the afternoons are great. He's a fantastic show host. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's darn, gonna, good, darn good looking, I'm going to have to listen to that show one of these days. What? Nate Shellman here filling in for uh, Mike Casper. He's uh, feeling under the weather after his... Weekend of uh, 60-year-old partying. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, we wish him well and a speedy recovery because I do not like he waking has, up. By the way, Casper uh, has never looked his age a day in his life. No, but I mean, the, the product, uh, the, the, he, the hair care section at, but, the, uh, at the store will take care of that. But, but if he told somebody, I just turned 40, they'd go, yeah, okay. There were people walking into V-Cut who did not believe he turned 60. Yeah. He's not full of wrinkles. All right, he's, he's you know he's he doesn't look he doesn't look mm-hmm. that aged, and I I mean his hair has this constant uh, blonde hue mm-hmm. at the uh, at the top. He does get his hair. Uh, uh, I don't want to say done because that's uh, anyway. I guess he gets his hair done on a regular basis. He spends more time on it than I do. This is this is a good point. Yeah, I asked you uh, I asked you before the uh, before the program because you you grew up in Idaho from mm-hmm. here. You know I mean. Do you remember a time when a candidate, an incumbent, did not debate? I don't. It's just been kind of a, a normal thing. The League of Women Voters usually sponsors debates or, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, PBS or, or somebody sponsors debates. And for the most part, everybody shows up because I think they feel like, well, if I don't show up to the debate, then people will think I'm not even running. You're yellow. You're scared. You're uh, not even running. Whatever, right? Yeah, yeah not even running. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went from so it's not. I'm not incorrect in my head that Idaho went from zero to three, three canceled debates in 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 one cycle. I, I can't say that no debate has ever been canceled before. I don't know that one way or the other. I just right. don't remember a year when so many of the uh, candidates said, uh, "Nah, I'm not going to debate because I don't feel the need." Or my record says it all, et cetera, et cetera. Congressman Mike Simpson says uh, people have seen and heard enough of uh, his opponent, Brian Smith. He's not going to debate. Uh, Priscilla Giddings backed out of a lieutenant gubernatorial debate because uh, apparently she didn't uh, approve of or was alerted to who was asking the no, questions. She's, she's not the uh, she's not in the lead in that race, I according don't, to the polls. Right. Okay. The, uh, the, and you and I if saw you the were, last poll. If, if, you were, are, if you are in the lead by far in the polls, then I can understand why you might say, you know what, a debate's not going to make that any better. Mm-hmm. It, it could make it worse. I'm just going to skip it. Okay. Uh, however, if you are second or third or whatever in the polls, uh, I would say we definitely need to have a debate. I have to show you know what I can do. Governor Brad Little says his record, accor- according, to the, uh, according to the Idaho statesman, uh, his record is non-debatable. You know, and, and the facts are not debatable, but the reasons behind the facts are debatable. According to his campaign, Idahoans know what Governor Little stands for. And, um, uh, hmm. Brad Little it's, is. It's, yeah. an, it's the national anthem, isn't it? What's that? What he stands for. Oh, and the pledge. Okay. Yeah. So you, you have all of it. Does it affect your vote? And, and we have both sides, by the way. All right, you, for 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 uh, I guess conservative purposes, you have establishment and non-establishment mm-hmm. can, uh, both both types of candidates 
bowing out, don't know if the rest of the gubernatorial candidates are going to participate in a gubernatorial debate without the gubernatorial. So current gubernatorial, <laughs> current governor, the, the current, the current goober, yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. without the current governor, without the incumbent. Mm-hmm. So, in and that argument does go both ways. Why should we debate each other when the guy who has the job isn't here? Why should we do that? Now, of course, you could roast him, um, yeah, or you, not. You could just call it a, you know, hey, welcome to tonight's roast of Governor Little. Or you could talk about your platform and defend your platform. There, there, there's always that, I guess. 208-336-3700. Does it affect your vote one way or another? Yes or no? Does it make you want to change your vote? Does it make, if you if you were, if any of these names I rattled off, okay, whether it's Governor Little, whether it's Priscilla Giddings, whether it's uh, Mike Simpson, does it affect your vote if you were going to vote for them before I have, this? I've got a general question for you. Sure. When people... Uh, go to vote. Uh, now, my assumption the last several elections has been that you have people who are uh, completely one direction or completely the other. Mm-hmm. You know, it's either a, you know all or nothing over here, all or nothing over here. And the people who are a little less concerned or in the middle sometimes don't even bother to vote, right? Because they figure, well, you know. It, Either either I don't know who should be in office, or mm-hmm. I don't care. Who you know, nothing ever changes anyway. Blah mm-hmm. blah blah. Right, fair weather. So it doesn't seem to me like you know all the campaigning at the last minute really does all that all that uh, much good. But I could be wrong about that. Yeah, and there's always that uh, non uh, non tangible. Who do you like? I've asked people for years. What would change your mind about so and so? You know, either uh, a position that uh, that you've taken or a candidate that you follow. Mm-hmm. What would change your mind? And most people say nothing would change my mind, or you know, unless he or she did a complete one eighty. If you it turns out I'm for abortion. If you are a supporter of Brad Little, does his backing out of the debate affect your vote? If you are undecided, does a lieutenant does Priscilla Giddings backing out of the lieutenant governor race affect your vote? And those are two statewide races. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless phone, 1-800-529-KBOI. You can email me, nate at kboi.com. I'm also trying to figure out which which of the uh, which of the re- reasons or excuses given is is the uh, the best one of the top three. Uh, I, I think the most interesting one is my record is not debatable. And again, I, I say, Okay, the facts aren't debatable. We have a clear record of what you have or have not done mm-hmm. about pretty much every subject, but we don't necessarily know the reasons behind your thinking or the reasons behind what you did or, you know, your your defense or your explanation of it. Right. We talked earlier that there are a number of these uh, campaigns. Don't want to speak for all of them, but there's a number of these campaigns where there is a deep-seated animosity between the two candidates. It's not. It's not a. Uh, and see, that's a shame because that makes uh, debates even more fun. You'd think well, for the for the viewer, right? You'd think, but I mean, it's not supposed to be entertaining. It is supposed to be. Uh, I'm just saying, full that of content. But you're right. The more entertaining it is, the more people actually tend to uh, get involved. Yeah, if Donald Trump just dis- just uh, you know professionally disagreed with Joe Biden, those debates would have been a lot more uh, boring. Yes, if if. Uh, if every day of his life Donald Trump said nothing more than "I disagree, sir," right? Uh, then no, I don't. Uh, 
I don't think he'd be quite as interesting as he is. But does it affect your vote? Because I was I was weighing one I was weighing another question over the weekend for for all the uh, issues in in defining and making making unwritten rules written. Mm-hmm. Should these candidates be forced to debate? No, it's still America. You can still you can still uh, campaign the way you want to mm-hmm. for the most part. I mean, you can't you can't break campaign rules, but you have to show up and do what we tell you to. Doesn't seem like it's much of a campaign rule. 208 336 I've been wrestling with this all weekend long, and I, I actually am, am glad I got to do the show with you this morning just mm-hmm. to ask you the question of, do you remember any time in your Idaho memory that this ever happened? Just, no. to, get that, just to get that question answered. But on the, on the, the non-debater thing, I think back, clear back to the 1920s, Calvin Coolidge, okay. who you know, was vice president under Harding, became president when Harding died, and then ran again and won. Uh, Har- uh, Coolidge was known as Silent Cal because he rarely said anything, especially in public. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he even participated in any debates or not. You know, I know they didn't have televised debates in the 20s and probably not even on radio because right. there was no television and radio was fairly new. Mm-hmm. But uh, he still was elected. People liked the fact that he was you know, silent, dignified, and, and seemed to be just kind of going with the flow and wasn't causing a lot of problems, I think. And if that's your kind of candidate, a debate probably isn't going to, uh, you know, bring out their, their their good points. Well, and at the same time, when you have the animosity there, I think I think there's that degree of they don't want to validate uh, their opponents, mm-hmm. which uh, your opponents validated already. Their name's going to be on the ballot. Yeah. Period. True. Whether you want it to or not, their their name's going to be on the ballot. If they and did if something, that, and if you're that far ahead, there must be a reason for it, and you should be able to, pardon the expression, crush the competition. Right. Right. I mean, it's one thing to so believe to, it. To pull out of a debate makes it seem like, well, I don't, I don't think I'll do very well, or I'm not going to help myself at all. Do the debate's cancellations affect your vote? 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless phone. 1-800-529-KBY or not. Does it affect your vote or not? Take your calls next. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Nate 52, Nate Shellman filling in for Mike Casper. Debbie McAllister filling in for Rick Worthington. Chris Walton. Steadfast. Yeah. As scheduled. Filling out my own frame, thank you. Yes, and uh, not uh, Over, not overflowing in place. Not partying too much over the weekend, like uh, like others. Who... I, I partied a lot for me. I didn't drink alcohol or anything of that nature, but I I actually we, we had uh, people over for Easter, okay, and it was a lot of fun. And you know, we had an Easter egg hunt. Uh, we only had one person looking, and it was my four year old granddaughter. And, no tummy and, ache, and huh? she and she found all of them. No tummy ache, huh? No, I didn't okay, have a tummy good. ache. No. Not like other people who may or may not dye their facial hair. I ate ham and prime rib both. Very good. You can email in the show. You can email me, nateatkby.com. Marine mm-hmm. Bob emailed in just a little bit ago. He's looking forward to when, when Mike Casper gets back. Yeah, so he can call him a wuss. It's <laughs> a great idea. It's a fantastic idea. But in t- three debates canceled. Uh, don't know quite yet if the remaining, because uh, the rest of the gubernatorial debate will be canceled as well because there are more than two candidates mm-hmm. running for the uh, running for the uh, GOP nomination. All right, so you have 
think, eight candidates overall. One feels their record is not debatable. Should you know, do the other candidates show up to participate in the, in the debate? Have seven po- I guess I, I don't know if uh, I don't know if Idaho Public Television would do the empty podium or not. I guess that would be up to them. They could, mm-hmm. but that would be up to them. Um, I, we, we, I don't know. In in some places, you know, a candidate has to be not necessarily flamboyant, but has to be you know out there and in everybody's face and 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 loud and everything. And I remember a show from the seventies where they were talking one. There was one candidate that said he simply wanted to debate the issues, and that was what people were concerned about. And mm-hmm. the, other, the other guy didn't even debate the issues. He just went around and you know, said happy slogans and things like that. And Harley Brown. At, at yeah. the end of the uh, – well, this was in the 70s. But okay. At the end of the show, uh, what happened was the guy who just wanted to debate the issues decided that if he had to play do- the dozens naked in the street, he would do it because he, before you do anything, you have to get everyone's attention. Question on the table is does it affect your vote? Does it affect – your support if if a candidate you probably if a candidate you may have been supporting pulled out of the debate because they didn't know who was going to ask the questions or they felt their opponent had too much airtime mm-hmm. or they felt their record was non-debatable does that challenge your support of the candidate or not and, and i don't know the, the way i look at it if if you are being asked questions that you think are unfair the first right. thing you, you do when you answer is to say, well, now that question right there, the way you worded it is completely unfair, and explain why. Right. And just and just go right down. And then, and then I think you come out ahead if you do that. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless phone. 1-800-529-KBY. Let's go to Zach in Boise. Zach, you're on News Talk KBY. Go ahead, Zach. Yeah, I was a... Uh, I guess uh, Brad Little was kind of my favorite candidate going into the debates and uh now that he's kind of backed out it's kind of a little bit more of a toss-up for me really okay kind of to throw that out there. Who, who uh who was your just out of curiosity who would have been your second choice um you know i really didn't have one uh ready hmm. wow <laughs> It's, uh, and that's and that's fine so now the now the challenge for the other candidates are whether or not they do a debate without the incumbent. Is it worthy of their time to do a gubernatorial debate without the incumbent governor? What would you tell them? What would you tell them, Zach? You're undecided officially, right? Right, right. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd tell them to move forward with the debate, I think. I think that, uh, in general, uh, a more informed public is better. Okay. Appreciate the call, Zach. That's why we have the question here. Just, and the average candidate, I think, would not pass up a chance to be interviewed or to be right. on television or to be on the radio right. in, in some way and get their message out. Right. And, and I guess after hosting one of these things four years ago, I can say to some degree, no candidate likes doing a debate. They don't, look, they don't really look forward to them. You know, it's just it's just another. Well, it's it would be like you having to defend anything that you do in your life right. to other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whether it be your parents, your spouse, whatever, mm-hmm. um, or just a variety of other people, like a boss. Two oh eight. Nobody likes to be put on the spot that way. No, but that, and then again, you know, they wanted to run for office. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of them are being forced you to knew, run for office. You again. knew the drill. You knew how the game is played. This is the life they chose. 
208-336-3700. Does the candidates canceling the debates or backing out of debates affect your vote? A great one. Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. What would it be? Would it be uh, Chris and Shellman? Chris and... I don't know. I've, I've always uh, been mentioned second, so it'd probably end up being uh, Shellman and Chris or Nate and Chris or something yeah. of that nature. And it's still Casper and Chris. I'm just playing the part of, yeah. of Mike Casper, which and I can't make I, my voice go as high as his. I've, I've been a co-host, but basically a second banana since 1987. Wow. That was my first morning show where I was the second guy. And normally I'm not allowed to work with anybody else. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't play well with others. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, so, I'm, so I've heard. Yeah. What? I've heard it, but okay. it's, you, you've never exhibited it when you've worked with me. We always seem to have a pretty good time. Does three candidates, one one feels their record is non-debatable, uh, which bothers our producer, just on every time I say the just word. Just on semantics alone. My yeah. record is non-debatable. Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people say, but uh, I disagree. I think yes, it, it is. is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. By the way, that doesn't mean it's a bad record. It just I, I don't know of any politician or too many politicians that have a spotless record. Nothing questionable that they've ever done. No vote. N- nothing. Right? Somebody I, disagrees I, I, with something. I, yeah, I suppose not. All right. You have another, you have another candidate that backed out because uh, they didn't approve or be alerted as to who, the re, uh, who, the, who, who was on the panel asking questions. Um, that was Priscilla Giddings. Mm-hmm. And Mike Simpson felt that enough people had heard and seen enough of Brian Smith. Yeah, that's, that's an odd thing to say. People have heard enough of my opponent. I don't need to give him more time. Uh, well, <sighs> Which you're going to do by saying that. Well, yeah, that's true. Right? And he, mm-hmm. You're going to do that by saying that. And it, 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 I, I want to say I, I actually respect all three of these people. I do. I respect all three of them. All right? Mm-hmm. Talk to them all. You've talked to them all. I mean, True. there are times where I I respect I respect who you are as a person, but this is a bad decision. This is a, this is not the right way. You can feel it. You can think it. You can say, "Wow, I don't want that person on stage next to me. I don't want that person in the same room next to me. I don't want to share a screen with this other person at all because I dislike them, despise them, don't uh, don't respect them as a." person, politician, yeah. human. You, you can think all that. I mean, you, you, there's never been a guarantee that someone can choose their own opponents. Right. With the exception of Tammany Hall back in the 1880s. 208-336-3700. I guess the, the, the number one question, does it, does it affect your vote? Does it affect your support? If you were for one, one of these candidates who canceled, are you second-guessing your support? 208-336-3700. Kevin Caldwell. You're on News Talk KBY. Go ahead, Kevin. Morning, guys. Um, hey, Kevin. You know, Nate, I talked to you Friday about this, and I said I would not vote for one person picker as McEachin, or not McEachin, um, Priscilla Giddings, because she would not debate. And over the weekend, I did a little more research, and I'm going to change my vote. I will vote for her over her candidate or uh, her competitor just because, you know, not because of the uh, debate, but. What I did is I looked at a bigger thing. I went to the Secretary of State's website, and I looked at who donates and who gives money to these people. When I saw that, I kind of saw who's wholly owned and who isn't. 
So where does a debate factor? Down. Where does a debate factor in the overall choosing uh, for you? Does is it a, is? Oh, it'd be if it was if it was equal. If they if they took money equally, the debate would be enormous. And if I was if I was undecided, I would want that debate in a big way. Okay, but since since it's overwhelmingly one candidate in particular is bought wholly owned bought. Yeah, I know. I heard you say it the first time. <laughs> outside of Idaho, by people outside of Idaho, uh-huh. um, that, they shouldn't take the money. That's just it. Who are you working for? They're held accountable to Boise voters They're, or Idaho voters. Idaho Sorry, voters, yeah, yeah, Idaho voters. They're held accountable to Idaho. They can take money from whomever they want. It's not illegal, and I don't know too many people that turn money away. I know they say they do it, but I don't know too many people that turn money away. I do know. I do know a lot of politicians who have said, "Yes, I accepted a large donation, but it's not going to affect the way I vote." Right. And then you always want to check and see if their fingers are crossed. Sure. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless phone. Does do does these candidates? And if you live in in the Idaho second district, does Mike Simpson saying, uh, "You've heard enough of my uh, of my candidate"? Does that affect your vote? You know, mm-hmm. d- does these th- these these excuses, while nice and and interesting, um, I I don't know. And by the way, I think, and I've said this before. I think I've said it on air or not. There are certain candidates that I feel uh, I usually come up with some ridiculous claim of what they could do right up until election day and still get sixty percent. Right? I mean, they they could start. They could they could start with a straw and a line of cocaine from Boise all the way to Idaho Falls or Coeur d'Alene, and they'd still get elected. And they'd still get elected. So that's that's like the uh, what I, I could shoot somebody on Madison Avenue and, and not, right, you know, lose any uh, or Fifth Avenue or whatever whatever it was, and uh, not lose any support. It's this a, is it's the same principle. This is the close we can get, actually test that out, because if if there are no consequences from the voters on this, more candidates will do this. More incumbents will do yeah, this. Incumbents, definitely. Or anybody who's ahead in the polls. Why would I jeopardize that? You could email me, nate at kby.com. Bryce emails me and says, for me, little backing out just proves his arrogance, coupled with the fact that he likes to claim he created a budget surplus, but in reality, he did not. He took a bunch of federal handouts from a pandemic, and that created the surplus. And at this point, I'm not sure who to vote for, but I sure know that I'm not voting for Brad. And I know of at least one of the other candidates who doesn't know if they want to do that gubernatorial debate without the governor. So you can go online. You can listen to all their. You can listen to all their all like most of their speeches. They put on their own Facebook page um, or their own website. Mike has written in and says, considering the far out fringe that Lieutenant Governor uh, McGeehan leads, I believe Governor Little helped her campaign by not allowing her another chance to embarrass herself. Not many will change their mind about her now or in the future. Little overwhelmingly represents most Republicans. His no-debate position will not impact the outcome of the primary or my vote. Well, Mike, not a big uh, McGeehan fan. We, we can definitely say it's not going to affect his vote, according to him. I, I, can't, I can't say that it's not going to affect the overall outcome. Can't, can't say that. I, well, the fact that, it's, that he's not, it's not going to affect his vote and that he referred to uh, McGeehan uh, the way he did sure uh, would indicate that he was going to vote for little and, and still is but I don't think I don't uh, or that he's planning to vote Democrat I don't think the little voter uh, the, the Brad little supporter is teetering on the edge between 
Brad Little and Janice McGeehan. Yeah, I would I would get that same feeling. Okay, you're 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 either you either are in on Brad or you can't stand the job he did. Period. Or you look at him versus the other candidates and say, "Ah, you know, he may not be perfect, but you know what? Sure. Take take that." Mm-hmm. All right. But the more this happens, and it's get away with it or maybe the ability to do it. We'll see. The lieutenant governor's race, you and I were talking, is like, that was interesting because you said something earlier that there was a poll out, and I think I saw the same poll, where uh, Priscilla Giddings was not leading. And she has been, um, I I don't want to say targeted, but I I, I do want to say she's been questioned a lot because of her behavior over uh, the Von Von Ellinger case. The one one that I saw, I I believe the leader was the former speaker. Right. So, you know, and, and you can... Like Who that. technically is the current speaker? Right, and you can see possibly from her point of view, it's like, oh well, if these, if these, uh, if if the people on this panel. Who have done nothing but disparage me or go after me about this thing are going to be mm-hmm. asking the questions during the debate? They're going to be biased. Well, just assume, just assume the people on the panel hate you. Yeah, and still answer the questions. I mean, you know what? Interestingly enough, people who get interviewed by sports writers all the time are used to that sort of thing. Right. Sports writers are like super fans. You know, they come into the locker room and they say, "Now you blew this. Mm-hmm. How, why?" Mm-hmm. And you can see it. You can see the animosity. You can and you can feel it when you when the athletes give it right back to that specific sure. reporter. However, that's sports. You know, this is politics. Um, whether or not they get resigned isn't up to us in sports. <laughs> Here, it's up to us. Mm-hmm. How bad do you want my vote? How bad? Do, I mean, if you you can believe you are better than any of the other campaigns, you can believe you're better than any of the other candidates. But at some point, prove it. Don't here, just put it on paper. Prove here, it. Here's a good debate question. You want my vote? What's in it for me? What do I get out of it? 208-336-3700. Does it affect your vote? Does it affect your support? More of your calls next. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless phone. Nate Shellman here filling in for Mike Casper, and we think he's okay. He had a tum- He has a tummy ache. He's 60 now. Six, he, 70, 60, uh, he told, 70? He told me yesterday he'd been throwing up for 14 hours. 75? He's 60. 60, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I just, the big 6 the big 0. The big 6 0. Yeah. Doesn't look, a, doesn't look a day over uh, 60, 64. 60 is the new 59. Yeah. And he can't party like he used to when he was 59. So hopefully he's back tomorrow. You can give it the old college try, which, by the way, is an accurate name for it. College in his day was one room. 208-336-37 does the... Does the debates being canceled affect your vote, or did or was your mind made up? Okay, Francis of Boise has written in and says, "I think Governor Little has done a good job. He gets my vote." Okay, therefore, no, the uh, the lack of a debate is not affecting Francis's uh, vote, and what is affecting is that she thinks he's done a good job. So it's his record, right? Which so uh, she she kind of agrees with him. My, she my, feels is my not record debatable. is not debatable, right? Or it stands on its own anyway. 208-336-3700. Joseph Boise, you're on News Talk KBY. Go ahead, Joseph. Holy cow, I got the, was it the speaking baboon of Ada County in the morning now? Holy cow. Babbling baboon of Boise. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. I threw in all you have many County. titles, yes. Yeah, but you're great. You're great. And I, I had the pleasure of meeting Mike Casper and Chris Walton, and I uh, thank them for the horsey tickets. I had great horsey tickets. 
but anyway, wait, what was that topic. word? Horses, horsey. Ho- oh, horses. Got it. Got it. Or show. It. Got, it. Show. Yeah. got it. I speak too fast sometimes. No, it's it's that uh, it's 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 that uh, eastern uh, that east that east coast accent that's uh, that's bleeding nah, through. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> about the topic and the debates. I'm I'm home now, which is why I'm semi coherent. I'm home. I'm not at the zoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm home. I got and I got the COVID, but that's another debate story. But uh, debates are needed. But what generally people have seen as debates in the past few, any all election cycles, were not debates. They were like circus traveling shells with the barkers regulating their voices down to common everyday language. So the problem is people with whose common sense are we going by here? Either debate or not debate. You can't answer that question. This sounds like almost Shakespearean. Uh, (laughs) I like, I like, I like Priscilla Giddings and I like, I'll tell you who I like, but you guys gave me some answers talking about the debate issue that, gee, I didn't know that. So now I'm going to pick, I'm going to open my eyes for the other ones. Uh, but all debates should be actual debates. And but like you said, uh, both of you had said earlier, the uh, worrying about if you don't like the person, just think of, go into it knowing that you're not going to be liked. You're going to get questions you don't want to answer. That's mm-hmm. how people should approach, approach debates. You well, know, and, and everything. I mean, if, if you're a public servant, I appreciate the call, Joseph. If you're a public servant, that's the way you do it. There, there was a time, I remember a time, just so many years ago, when the mayor of Boise would come at least once a month into the studios of KBOI, always in the morning. Yes, and uh, he would. And answer, you know, talk he to did, you guys. He did it for 18 years. Yeah, talk to you guys and... And and I don't think it was lost on Dave Beter that the majority of the audience may not have cared for what he did or what he what he was going to if, do. If he listened to the show, then it shouldn't have been lost on him. But he still came. Mm-hmm. He still was here. Uh, Talked about you know trains and ballparks and libraries and all sorts of things. How many times have you had the current mayor of Boise in studio mm-hmm. on the phone? On the phone, I think once, and uh, never in studio that I know of. I had, at least while I've been here, I had the candidate in studio. Yeah, that was it, and never on, never on the afternoon program. So you know, there there is that respect that you cannot agree with what they do, but if somebody's willingly going into that area, going into that arena where no one they they know no one likes them, and they're still going to be there, and they're still going to stand their ground, they're still going to. They're still going to defend their actions, their behavior. I have respect for that person. The very least respect for that person. To take your ball and go home, I I feel I don't care about the other candidates. I feel it disrespects us. Yeah. You know? You don't have to have respect for the other candidates. Us. The voters. Decided, oh, undecided. For a minute there, I thought you meant us, the media. No. No, and even then, forget us. It's it's us, the voters. That's that's who these debates are supposed to be for, and they're not supposed to be entertaining. They're not supposed to be uh, they're not supposed to be fun. They may turn out to be that way, and and other characters uh, may make it fun. They're not supposed to be a sideshow. I I may not want I may not want the, uh, Go to the next I may not want the the attention that a uh, that a Harley Brown or or uh, or Walt 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 Bays mm-hmm. uh, may, may give. 
But especially on the late night talk shows who find them very amusing. Right. You know, you, you got people that are running just for attention. You got people that are running to be the job, to do the job, just do the job. You know, I, w- I wish they would cut it down. 208-336-3700. Let's go to Connie in Meridian. Connie, you're on News Talk KBY. Go ahead, Connie. Well, I think Governor Little needs to have a campaign statement that says, stop freaking that I'm not going to debate Janice McGeehan. <laughs> that's, that's, that's close enough to but rhyming. I like call that. A plumber, but maybe call a plumber. <laughs> I don't know. No, it doesn't change my vote either. So, well, That's good. What about the undecided? Have you have you come across saying, I don't know who I'm voting for governor? I don't know. Or has everybody you've come across decided? Everyone I've come across has decided. In fact, I have some Democrat friends that are registering to uh, vote in the primary so that certain individuals I have will known be. I have known others that do that and I asked them why and they said the only way you can have a say is to participate in the Republican uh, exactly. In the Republican primaries, because uh, when you get to the uh, you know the, the vote in November, the Republican is already uh, chosen and will more than likely win. Not always, but more than likely will. Do we need local debates? Do we need statewide debates? Personally, I think they're fun, but I think like um, what I've heard from others. I, well, not everyone, but that pretty much everyone has decided already, and uh, because facts or the history is there. Appreciate the call, Connie. Thank you so much. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Does it affect your vote? Does it affect your decision making, one way or another? If you've already made up your mind and your candidate not debating doesn't affect you, we we need to hear that as well. KBY News Time nine twenty six. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Remember four years ago, hosting debates? Oh, yeah, I do. That was a nightmare setting that up. I've been on many debate panels. I, I don't recall any of them saying who's going to be asking what they knew. Um... You know, and uh, or, or where I think the biggest things we had to worry about was where's everyone going to sit, who's going to go first, and that was a coin flip. Yeah, right. And sit in chairs if you want to, or you can stand. It's up Just to you. Logistics. Yeah, um, that was it. Now, fast forward four years. People now debate. people don't want to debate. Yeah, and I can. You know what? I don't think any of them want to debate. Right, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's it's basically the same thing. However, it does change up the monotony of going to these different events and speaking for five, ten minutes, getting applause, and then having chicken, which is <laughs> which is basically all these all these all, mm. all the uh, fundraisers are chicken. Nine, Ninety different ways to eat chicken. However, it's not for them, you know. And and I don't, and I don't feel bad for them having to go through this because they want a job and they need us to get that job. Right. If they, if you don't want to do any of this stuff, then don't don't be a politician. Just, just you don't have to do it. You're your own person. However, there is a degree of having to stand up, and there has been an unwritten rule 
which I have an issue with now, now that people are canceling. Mm-hmm. There's some part of me that wants to hold them down and go, you have to do at least one, at least one statewide debate where you, where the other people can address you and you can address the other. Maybe I don't, maybe I'm not that forceful about it. Like <laughs> I just imagine grabbing them by the ears. Oh, please. Yeah. And, and, and doing that. Uh, Jim emails me, nativekby.com. And it's, it's an interesting comment. I will not vote for any candidate who will not participate in a debate for whatever reason. I actually will change my vote for one particular candidate not participating. If they can't handle the flames of a debate, they will never stand the fire of office. Okay. Interesting. However, this individual didn't indicate which uh, race would be affected. Well. Whether it was the gubernatorial or the uh, race for Congress. Well, the race for Congress or the lieutenant, uh, right. lieutenant gubernatorial race. 208-336-3700. Does it affect your vote? Does it affect your vote? For whatever the rash, whatever the reason is, does it affect? Chet, Boise listening on 670 KBY. Go ahead, Chet. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does affect my vote because um, I am I just recently transferred, uh, just before the pandemic, my, my uh, work transferred me here to Idaho. Mm-hmm. So this is actually going to be my first election here. And... Um, um, you know, getting to trying to get to know the candidates and, and what they stand for and stuff, um, you know, is really hard without being able to actually see them in a debate forum and act and interact with other people and stuff. So, so yes, it will affect my vote. If, if, uh, one candidate refuses to debate, I probably won't vote for them. I'll probably vote for somebody who's willing to get up and talk to people and, and, and let us know, uh, what they stand for. Well, what about, okay, so in the case of the governor's race, uh, the GOP governor's race, there's seven candidates, and now that the uh, governor's not debating, the the other candidates may not want to go and do a debate without the governor there. Yeah, I can understand that, uh, but uh, but I, I think they should debate. Um I think they should still debate. I actually think it would it would actually be to their benefit to debate, because I'm more more likely to vote for one of them now if the governor's going to refuse than I than I would be likely to vote for the governor. Can we make it law? Can we make them debate? I don't think so. I wonder. I mean, it's still it's still for the most part kind of a free country. Listen, if they can make me pay tax on milk, mm-hmm. we can make them do at least one statewide debate for a primary. Mm. You know, if I gotta pay if I gotta pay the amount of gas tax I have to pay whether I want to or not, you guys get to stand up there for an hour and either you could say I'm just here so I don't get fined, or you can answer the questions. It's up to you. And that each candidate could say, Well, you know what? I pay taxes just like you do, and I don't want to debate. Right. Right. Yeah. Kenny Cuna, listening on ninety three one FM. Go yeah. ahead, Kenny. Yes, it is absolutely a changer in my vote. If they can't give us the respect as voters to debate and give us their opinions, then it definitely changes my vote and so you, my friends. So out and the same thing. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna make some assumptions, Kenny, and you're either gonna tell me I'm wrong or whatever. So you were you had almost made your mind up, or your mind was made up. Pretty much made up. Pretty much made now up. It's okay. Definitely changed. Now it's definitely changed on on both because you're in CUNA, so you don't care about Mike Simpson. No. Okay. So you're changing your vote in the governor's race and the lieutenant governor's race based on this. Correct. 
Wow. Yeah, it's just disrespectful, in my opinion. If they should give the voters more respect than that. Should we make it law, or is this good enough? It should be in, like, the rules of them trying to become an office, yes. I don't see what the big deal is, why they wouldn't. It's more like they're hiding from issues than trying to address them. In the past, there never needed to be a law telling everyone to show up because they felt it was, uh, you know, it was de rigueur to do so. It was necessary. That, that, yeah, you, you had to uh, do it in order to be elected. If, if word got out that you were dodging uh, debates, mm-hmm. it, would, it, would, it would very much affect uh, the people who voted for you. And in, also in the past, they were the, <sighs> there's only so much time between the end of the session and the, uh, the primary. So every day, almost every weekend, is booked up with some event, one event or another. So time is of the issue. Travels of the issue. Trying to get uh, a number of trying to trying to organize the calendars of three or five or two politicians to where they can both intersect at one location at one specific time for a certain amount of period takes a lot of work. It does mm-hmm. it takes a lot of work because no, no campaign wants to let another campaign tell them how to behave. That's that's just the ego of campaigning. True. Period. 208-336-3700. Ben, listening on 670 in Marsing. Go ahead, Ben. Hey, I, I, love, I prefer the debates, because for most of the time, you have no idea who's even running, let alone what they stand for. I shouldn't have to go research all the information. If you want my vote, you should convince me to vote for you. I shouldn't have to convince myself to do the research on you. So, like so I, said, I, I don't even know who the seven candidates are. Well, and and you're not going to hear from all seven candidates. You're only going to get mailers from I think uh, two or three of them, if I'm not mistaken. Right? The, 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 those are the ones that are going to mail nonstop to your house. Generally, the ones who are getting the uh, most or the most in donations. Right. Yep. Okay. I what I'd really like, what I'd really like to see. Is for every candidate to sign a letter that if they don't fulfill their promises, what they campaign on, they should automatically resign, be forced to resign, not have to go through a bunch of recall and all that. Mm. Other, in, admit failure. They can promise you the world, and then they get there, and they, they don't do it. Well, there was one candidate that ran on they would repeal the grocery tax. Four years ago, there was a candidate that, would, that, that ran, a, hey, you know what, I would repeal the grocery tax. However, in the past four years, almost, I'm just going to say, it's almost like some magical coincidence. It really is. Since I think, what is it, 80, 80% of the Idaho legislature hasn't changed in four years. But anyway, <laughs> by some magical coincidence, the grocery tax repeal never made its way to the governor. Right? So you can't fault, you you actually, uh, on reality, can't fault the governor for repealing the grocery tax since the bill never made its way to him. Again, one hell of a coincidence. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Okay. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless phone. We have one more segment on this. Does it affect your vote? Yes or no? One way or another. If you are a diehard fan for a certain candidate and that candidate backed out of a race... 
Are you changing if, your vote based on that or it, not? It's 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 different if you're in a race where uh, the candidates all basically are the same, right? Uh, but if there are some big gaps, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in between them, then uh, I, I don't think people have a tendency to change their vote. I will. Uh, you know what? If I'm being if I'm being real, I'll say that at least at least in the governor's race, the top three candidates are all three very different individuals. True. On their own, they they all they all are, and I'm being you know as, as completely fair as possible, regardless of my personal uh, proclivities. All right, they're all three different people, but in the lieutenant governor's race, nope, they are they are opposites mm-hmm. in mannerisms, behavior, and and some stances. All right, and I think a lot of people like the attitude of one, didn't like the attitude behavior of another. However, I found it, I was actually shocked when I saw the report that that candidate, that Priscilla Giddings backed out of the race because of, for, given the reason she did. I, I've, it, it actually, uh, it, yeah, yeah, it, it, it uh, took me back. Jim wrote in and says, Giddings seems to have bailed from debate based on fear of biased questioning by mainstream journalists. Would she debate with Nate or Casper on the panel? You know what I thought about that, uh, and I actually made the offer. Is like, I you know, listen. If it took me working with somebody who didn't even work at the station, I, I the answer would be yes, mm-hmm. just to get them to do the debate. So that's that. And by the way, part of that is ego driven, right? I mean, anytime I can get attention and get on TV, you know, I'm going to go ahead and do it. You know, I have to wear pants, but whatever. So there, I thought about that, and then the other part that I thought on the other side of that is. You don't always get to pick who asks you questions. True. You know, if the whole idea for you to debate somebody else for that job, you have to answer questions. Well, I'm only good. No, you have to answer questions. Well, and and when you are asked what you consider to be a ridiculous question, yeah, uh, it's there are a lot of reasons for that. One is to see how you keep your composure. One is to see how you react. Mm-hmm. Uh, how you would explain to people why it's a ridiculous question, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people uh, would want to know how polite you'd be about the whole thing. Sure. But at the same time, forceful. However, and we learned, uh, we've seen this in in uh, a little bits in past, and we definitely saw it with the uh, presidential debates where the candidates somehow, instead of focusing on you know the the other candidates, start focusing on the moderator instead, and then start debating the moderator, mm-hmm. which isn't the debate that the public needs. The public needs the debate between the candidates. Yeah, the, the moderator, I don't think is supposed to be backing up facts or not and saying, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Here's here's the question. Your answer is given, whether or not your, actual, your answer is factual or not. In my opinion, the moderator isn't supposed to judge. It's not mm-hmm. Facebook, right? Just that's the answer. And then after the debate, yeah. they go, well, the, the candidate said this. Ideally, the mo- it should not matter who the moderator is. Right. Which is, I think, why they like town halls, because essentially... Town halls is people asking you a direct question and no moderator. Right. 208-336-3700. One more segment left. Does do the bit? Take, mm-hmm. take nine. Do the candidates canceling the debates affect your vote? Does it affect your vote one way or another? More of your answers next. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. I, you know, Chris, don't take this as uh, any sign of disrespect. I hope Mike Casper's back tomorrow. 
because I enjoy waking up for the afternoon show. <laughs> At the crack of noon? I hope he's feel one. I hope he's feeling much better tomorrow and doesn't have a tummy ache. However, you know, hey, it's always fun to always fun to come in and do a show or with you. At least isn't doing anything that starts with the word projectile. Something like that. Okay. <laughs> so going back to our topic, and by the way, I will be on this afternoon uh for at least a couple minutes. Um I just worry about the audience fatigue. I, you know, don't get me wrong. I love me some me, but too much of me is too much. Even I get sick of hearing my own voice. Uh, thank you for nodding your head in agreement, Chris. We'll see. We will see what the effect of this will be, right? We, uh, yeah, I think we will. And if I, if the governor uh, if the governor loses or only wins by a, a much smaller margin than than had been expected, then it it sounds like. It will have uh, it will have mattered to people. Can it to be directly attributed to this? Possibly, strong possibly. You know, again, there's other candidates in that race who now have to figure out for themselves: Do they debate without without the incumbent governor there? Is that a real debate when not all the candidates are you know are invited or are present? Because Ed Humphreys isn't going after Janice McGeehan's job. Mm-hmm. They're both running for the office of governor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to talk about how each other's uh, uh, campaigns and behaviors and, and, and uh, um, oh gosh, uh, their, their their platforms are, are better than the other one. There may be less slamming the opponent uh, and more just saying, "Here's what I would do. Here's right. my philosophy. Here's my uh, here's my platform." But they could also roast the governor since he's not going to be there. Right. I'm better than these candidates on stage. My platform is better than these candidates on stage. I'm a better candidate for these other people on stage because. And then have the other candidates look at that person and say, nope, you you are incorrect, <laughs> and uh, here's why. But, again, it's up to us. It's up to the voters. And if you've made your mind up, then you made your mind up. I'm not saying you have to change your mind. You are choosing to vote for whomever you're choosing to vote for for whatever reasons you deem necessary. That's up to you. But there are people whose mind isn't made up. And I, my personal proclivities, my personal, uh, my personal biases, I like a person that doesn't back down from a fight or at least an argument or at least a debate. There are a lot of people who will show up to vote simply to vote somebody out of office. Yep. And I... I, I don't think the uh, I, I know. Like, if, I don't know if the next guy is going to be better or not. I just want there to be somebody else in there. I don't know where that uh, where that percentage is in Idaho because I know there is a I know there is a large vocal vocal part that is not happy with Governor Little's behavior. Yeah, I just have no you, you idea could, what what that percentage is. You could probably make up four or maybe even six different parties mm-hmm. uh, by just dividing up uh, r- Republicans and Democrats based on maybe how far, you know, how far left they are, how mm-hmm. far right they are. Mm-hmm. And depending on which Republican you talk to, uh, there's a large faction of the, the uh, Republican Party that isn't Republican at all. They're actually libertarian. And, you know, then you got to figure out where on the platform they, they reside. Do they mm-hmm. are, are they far right or are well, they in the middle? You always, you always have your constitutionalists. Right. They're, they're all... All of them are going to say how conservative they are. Mm-hmm. All of them are going to talk about their ideas. Uh, maybe, maybe one or two get to talk about what they have accomplished during their time in office, whether they were a lieutenant governor or a county commissioner. 
But if you're the other seven, you still don't have the governor there. Yeah. So and and for the voters in uh, in District Two, it's a completely different. I mean, it's the same race over. You fa- you had this race before between Smith and Simpson. We'll see. It's tax day. If you haven't done it yet, please mail in your taxes or at least file the extension. That does it for us. I will be back this afternoon, Chris. Always a pleasure, sir. All right, you too. Thanks. All right. For the rest of you, we got Dan Bongino coming up.